Hello everyone. Today's podcast topic is about Denmark and Sweden. So why they love hate each other. Okay, let's get started. So Denmark, uh, <laughs> so Denmark and Sweden, they are both European countries. They are situated in Northern Europe and they are considered Nordic. So up there north before the cross flags and whatnot. So Denmark is situated above Germany. It's actually a part of actually both countries are a part of uh, mainland Europe. It's just that Sweden is a part of the Scandinavia Peninsula, whilst Denmark is sort of more continental mainland. Yeah, so Denmark is above Germany. And Sweden is situated right between Norway and Finland. And Denmark and Sweden actually shares no, do they have borders? Yeah, they just have maritime borders actually in the Danish Straits. So Denmark and Sweden are right next to each other. So these two countries are sort of one well, of the more developed countries in the world. They're very cool, you know, very happy, high GDP per capita, high HDI, etc. Yeah, no cool use of the world. So Denmark is famous for producing Lego bricks. And uh, Sweden is famous for producing IKEA furnitures and meatballs, obviously. Funny thing about their furnitures is that they have weird names. So if you order some stuff from IKEA, some of the furnitures, you find that the name of the furniture is actually Swedish origins, and it is weird in English. Yeah. So these two countries, on the outside, they are very friendly to each other. They even have a bridge which connects Copenhagen to Malmo. It's called the Oresund Bridge. It's quite nice actually. Uh, yeah, I've been there and. It's very beautiful. <clears throat> on the outside, they sort of really love each other, but on the inside, in every day and every sweet Sweden Swedish dudes, they actually have a sort of a rivalry. They don't really like each other, so <laughs> Danish people don't really like Swedish people and vice versa. So that really begs the question, isn't it? So on the outside, you know, Danish people and Swedish people, they look very similar. Uh, you know, they are Christian countries, you know, they they are Nordic and you know on the outside they look quite fair skinned. <laughs> Caucasian, if you want to put it that way. But then why would these two similar Nordic countries hate each other, you know, in, on the inside? So well the short answer will be the fact that, you know, these two countries have a long history of fighting each other since the Viking Age really. So the Viking, the <laughs> Viking Age. So when did Viking Age start? So it starts in around the eighth century. So most scholars or the most his most popular historical belief is that the Viking Age started when some you know Vikings raided the monastery island of Lindisfarne, the raid of Lindisfarne, which kickstarted the Viking Age in Europe. So Vikings. Yeah, they raided everyone, uh, not just Europeans, they raided also, you know, Central Asians, Africans, Muslim, Jews, Christians, etc, etc. They are fair and square, no discrimination. They just raided, they just love raiding. In fact, they, are, they even reached North America, Finland, they even raided some uh, <laughs> Native Americans on the other side of the world. Uh, that's quite interesting, Vikings. Besides raiding, they also established some trade routes, so trading and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Actually, the Vikings are good traders. They, they don't just destroy, they actually, they actually trade as well. That's good. So, Danish Vikings, they sail west. So, if, if you imagine a map, uh, Denmark, they are situated right between 
Baltic Sea to the east and the North Sea to the west. So, generally speaking, so Danish Vikings they sail west in the North Sea. Uh, so these Danish Vikings they went they went went on to England, and they established the Dane law. <laughs> so what is Dane law? So it's basically um. <clears throat> Parts of Northern England where Danish laws and Danish settlements are dominant. So, for instance, uh, quite a lot of places in Northern in Northern England have names ending with Toff, Toppy, Twat, and Crook. So, these places, for instance, have Nordic origins. So, they are probably not probably they are definitely established by Nordic people or Danish Vikings. It's quite interesting. So if you look at the map of uh places named and, and its origin, you can clearly see the north-south divide of England. And also the Danish besides England, the Danish Vikings also went to uh France. They settled actually, <laughs> no, you know what? They actually raided the French people so bad that you know what the French king said, you know what? Uh Vikings, why don't you s settle in Normandy, northern France, and I'll give you the title of Duke, a lot forgot, but anyway, they just so the French king gave the Vikings some lands northern in north of France. In return, the Vikings will protect France from further Viking raids. So this is how the Duke of Normandy began, the Duchy of Normandy, actually. So these Vikings uh who settled in France, they eventually become culturally assimilated. So they start speaking French, they start becoming Christianized, and today we call them Normans. So, these Normans <laughs> invaded England in 1066. This is actually a part of the uh, dispute for the inherit uh, for who is going to be the next king of England. So, <laughs> this dispute is quite funny. Um, you have claims from a Norwegian guy, you have uh, claims from within the old domes of the Anglo-Saxon kingdoms, and you also have this... Uh, uh, Norman dude called uh, William the Conqueror. So long story short, this William the Conqueror this just invaded England because he reckoned that is his inheritance right. He should inherit it, inherit the king of England. So when this uh, William the Conqueror invaded England, he kickstarted sort of the House of Normandy history of England. So all the kings, not all the kings, some of the kings can trace their lineage back to William the Conqueror. Is it some or actually I don't know, but <laughs> anyway, you get the point. So he's the for the first monarch of a unified England. Anyway, these Danish Vikings also uh raided to other parts of Europe as well. So it's not just England and France, they also went to uh, southern Italy, parts of Africa and parts of Syria, modern day Syria. No, you know what? These Normans they actually love Jesus so much that you know they they really contribute a lot to the um, uh, what do you call that uh, the Crusaders. So yeah, so the Danish Vikings have sort of huge impact on the world. Moving on, we go on to uh, Swedish Vikings. So they just sail east. They imagine Sweden they have better access to the Baltic Sea, so they just you know go eastwards and they wow. They came into contact with the Slavs, the Byzantines, some Arab Muslims, Central Asian Muslims, whatever, Khazars, so basically 
I would say they are Turkic. Kaza is basically Turkic people who adopted Judaism <laughs> for some reason. And the Tatars. No, not the Tatars. The Turks. Yeah, yeah, and the Turks. So these Swedish Vikings, they sell East. And okay, so depend on your perspective. So some people think that uh the Kievan Rus is founded by some Swedish people. So if you have no idea what's Kievan Rus, Kievan Rus is basically um sort of the beginning of the national history for Belarus, Russia and Ukraine. So some people think the Kievan Rus are actually originated by Swedish people. But also, from the, on the other side of the argument, some people think that the Kievan Rus or, originated completely from Slavic people. So if you're a Swedish dude, you will say that the Kievan Rus started, started by the Vikings. But if you're, say, a very nationalistic uh, Russian, Ukrainian, or Belarus guy, you will say the Kievan Rus started with, or completely started by Slav people. It really depends. So the, the thing about national, nationalism and nationalistic sentiments is that you can change the narrative of your history, however you want to change it, so that you can make yourself look good. So that's that. And yeah, and then the Swedish Vikings also went down all the way to Constantinople. So today it's called Istanbul. And they formed the Ferengian Guards. So these are the elite uh, unit of Byzantine army and their personal bodyguards to the Byzantine emperors. So funny thing, so these Byzantine emperors, they, you know, face lots of threats of assassination and whatnot. So to ensure loyalty, they just employ all these uh, Ferengian Guards, these sort of uh, Swedish dudes. Actually, it's not just Swedish, it actually also includes Anglo-Saxons as well. And, uh, long story short, it's basically <laughs> non-Greek people or Anglo-Saxon Swedish, Germanic bodyguards, muscles. So this this uh this sort of bodyguards, uh they don't have uh they're not obliged to, you know, to serve anyone else other than the um, Byzantine Emperor themselves. So you know, so the Emperor can really trust the loyalty of the Rundling Guards because, you know, the Rundling Guards are basically <laughs> the origins are outside from the, from outside. But anyway, Eventually, these Frenching Guards will also be assimilated, but that's, that's for a story for another time. So as you can see, these two countries, from the very beginning, they already have a huge impact in Europe, Denmark and Swedish uh, Vikings. So after they got Christianized, so <laughs> they just uh, abandoned their uh, Viking cultural practice and just adopted Christianity. Uh, this is in around. This is actually a long process of Christianization of Scandinavia. So it's from eighth century to twelfth century AD. It's quite a long process. It's not a sudden process. It's a gradual process, which took ages. So in Europe, once you are Christianized, you can be considered a legit country. So yeah. So when Denmark got Christianized, it became the Kingdom of Denmark, and so does Sweden. And then when you become Christianized, you're you become a legit kingdom, then you can, you know, start fighting each other officially. So Denmark and Sweden, the way they fight, oh my goodness, they they fought so many wars uh, since the beginning, since like what, 9th to 10th century AD? Uh, yeah. So yeah, 
I mean, although they are Christianized, but inside each Danish and Swedish people, they still have their Viking uh, blood in them, in them. So, you know, raiding, you know. <laughs> anyway, so the Kingdom of Denmark. So there is, this Kingdom of Denmark, it started to expand into the Baltic coast. So it actually invade, it, it occupied parts of Estonia. But then, because of some rebellion and whatnot, and the Germans uh, have some northern crusades and whatnot, and Denmark got entangled to it, so Denmark eventually gave up the its Estonian lands to the Teutonic Order in thirteen forty six. Fun fun fact: <laughs> Denmark sold Estonia to the Teutonic Order, basically German army, for nineteen thousand bucks. Not sure how much it today, but you know, probably a sum of money back in the day. So Sweden got got the same idea of expansion because Sweden looked at its neighbors. Like, oh, okay, Denmark is so happy, you know, raiding, moving into Estonia, expanding its influence. So Sweden got the same ideas, and Sweden also invaded and occupied lands outside their homeland. Home, so Sweden expanded into the Aland Islands and Finland gradually in the thirteenth century. But anyway. Just drink some water. Okay, in the 14th century, Denmark and Hans the Hanseatic League had a huge beef. So, if you have no idea what's the Hanseatic League, so it's basically the uh, some German merchants, some German snobs, really. They become proud, they want to protect each other. So, they form this league. So, this league is basically a sort of a confederation of German towns, of German merchants. So, it's a sort of a economic and sometimes military, uh, you know, cooperation. So they cooperate with each other. The ultimate aim is to protect their trade. So it's, it's basically, it's, 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 it's not as straightforward as I thought, but yeah, Hanseatic League is basically, you can say it's a confederation of uh, German merchants. They raised an army and actually defeated Denmark in the Danish Hanseatic War in thirteen sixty one to thirteen seventy, and yeah, <laughs> Denmark is obviously not happy. So to counter this threat, this uh German domination of the Baltic trade, so these three Nordic countries, so Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, they gang up together. They join together to form the Kalmar Union. So Kalmar Union is uh born in thirteen ninety seven. So in theory, this Kalmar Union, you know, is all equal. It's a sort of a they have equal standings between these three countries of Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. In theory, it's all equal, but in practice, uh, Denmark dominated the other two in in the Kalmar Union. So Denmark loved telling Norway and Sweden what to do, basically. So this came to a climax in the event called the Stockholm Bloodbath in November fifteen twenty, when some Danish I think it was some Danish guys killing some Swedish guys, basically aristocrats, really. Of course, the Swedish people are not happy, so they kick Denmark out of Stockholm. It's called the Conquest of Stockholm, 1523. And thus, Sweden won its liberation from Denmark. Or, in other words, Sweden exit Kalmar Union. And Sweden gained independence ever since. So when Sweden exited the Kama Union, uh, the balance of power shifted. So before this, during the Kama Union, uh, Denmark 
is sort of the bossy, the powerful dude in the Baltics and Nordic region. But when Sweden gained independence, uh, Sweden is now the big boss of the Nordic region. Okay, so yeah, Sweden replaced Denmark as the big boss of uh, northern of the Nordic region. But then, uh, being the king of the north, uh, like being the boss of the Nordic region is not enough for Sweden. So Sweden eventually become powerful enough to be considered as a great power of Europe later on in 17th century. Oh, during that time in 17th century, uh, Sweden really beat up a lot of countries, which include uh, the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth, the Habsburgs, the Russians, uh, the Austrians as well, obviously Denmark, and lots of other German uh, entities in within the Holy Roman Empire. So fun fact, so the Swedish Empire was Lutheran, they, during the Reformation, they adopted uh, Lutheran. So obviously, during the Thirty Years' War, they sided with the Protestant countries. And wow, they really beat a lot of people. So after Sweden left the Karma Union, uh, Denmark and Norway is left in the Karma Union. But these two countries are not exactly a union because they have... Uh, Separate laws, institutions, coinage, and army. So they are just <laughs> friends, friend zone. But anyway, the beef between Denmark and Sweden continue. So uh, Sweden kicked Denmark out of Scania. So if Scania, Scania is basically modern day Sweden, like modern day uh, southwest of Sweden, I would say, like where Malmo is, like just opposite Copenhagen across the Orison Strait. So during the Second Northern War in 1655 to 1660, Sweden took Scania from Denmark. So if you look at the map today of map of Denmark today, you can see that the Copenhagen is situated right at the easternmost part of the country. The background is that <laughs> it was because Copenhagen used to be at the center of Denmark, you know, which includes Scania and Gotland, etc. But it's just that during the mid-17th century, Sweden took Scania from Denmark. So that's why today, if you look at the map, Copenhagen is right at the easternmost of the country. So anyway, Denmark and Sweden also uh, tried their hands in colonization. <laughs> if, you, if you Google search uh, Denmark colonial empire and uh, Swedish colonial empire, it's actually not a lot. <laughs> it's just some islands, some forts. It's funny actually, it's quite really cute. So anyway, fast forward, let's go to the Great Northern War in 700 to 1721. So in the Great Northern War, uh, Denmark, Russia and Poland gang up to build up Sweden. At first, Sweden was successful. Uh, Sweden managed to build up uh, Denmark in the Peace of Travendale in 700, 17, sorry, 1700. And... Sweden is able to beat up Russia as well in the Battle of Nava in 1700, and then Sweden is able to beat up uh, the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth in the Battle of Klesau in 1702. As you can see, this the Sweden Sweden you know thinks thinks is very invincible you know in the beginning of the Northern War. So it made uh, the smartest move in the world. It decided to invade Russia in 1708. Obviously, if you know anything about history. Invading Russia is not a good idea unless you are the Mongolians. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's a great frost of 1708 and 1709. So basically, those uh, let me just drink some water. 
those Swedish troops, you know, frozen, <laughs> freeze in Mother Russia and quickly weaken. And during the Battle of Poltava in seventeen oh seven, the Russians managed to get revenge on Sweden. And because Sweden decided to invade Russia it, and fell, and that's why Sweden's strength decreased dramatically. So the balance. So after the Nordic, uh, sorry, sorry, after the Northern War, the Great Northern War, the balance of power shifted. So before this, it was Sweden with the big boss of you know the Nordic and Baltic region, but now it's Russia. So this the Great Northern War has a huge impact on actually three countries. The first one is the Polish Lithuania Commonwealth. After the Great Northern War, it became very weak, and which led to its partition. Not so, not soon after, and the Great Northern War made Sweden <laughs> weak, but made Russia become the new rising power in the Baltic region. So yeah, fast forward to the Napoleon, Nepon- oh, how they pronounce it, Napoleonic Wars. So during the Napoleonic Wars, uh, Denmark sided with um France. Funny story. The only reason Denmark sided with France is because Britain. You know, decided to bomb the crap out of Copenhagen. Because before this, Denmark and a few other countries, they want to be, you know, neutral. But Britain don't really trust Denmark because Denmark has sort of a, a considerable uh, naval strength. But then Britain don't trust Denmark of staying neutral forever because Britain is scared that uh, France will one day, you know, take over the Danish naval fleets. So Britain went to Copenhagen and bombed the crap out of the Danish fleets. <laughs> Twice, actually. So Denmark, needing protection, have no choice but to side with the French. But for Sweden, because Sweden is quite a major power, actually, along with uh, Prussia, Austria, and Russia, and Britain, Sweden sided with the coalition as much as, as as much as it can because you know during the Napoleonic Wars France is the big boss they can do what they want but then Sweden is just a small guy no power at all but anyway so after the end of Nepolo- Napoleonic Wars Denmark is on the loser's side and Sweden is on the winner's side so <laughs> Denmark has to give up Norway to Sweden but then Denmark is keeping Greenland, Iceland, and the Faroe Islands. So, actually, Greenland, Iceland, and Faroe Islands are actually a part of the Norwegian Kingdom's dependencies. But then, in the Treaty of Kiel in 1814, it clearly stated that Denmark is going to keep uh, Greenland, Iceland, and the Faroe Islands. Which actually pissed off the um, Norwegian <laughs> And Norway is not exactly happy being a part of uh, Sweden. Also, they have their own independence movement. And they fought. But after the Napoleonic Wars, uh, Denmark and Sweden are basically best friends. So they are like, you know, grown-ups. Now, now that, you know... Now that... (laughs) They are like grown-ups who gave up their younger days of fighting each other. Why? It's because in the nineteenth century Europe, both Denmark and Europe, uh, both Denmark and Sweden are small dudes, whilst the geopolitics of nineteenth century Europe is dominated by France, Britain, Prussia, Austria, and Russia. So it is in 
Denmark's and Sweden's best interest to stay stick stick to each other. You know? Anyway, in World War One, uh, Denmark and Sweden are neutral, sort of, but Sweden has a huge crush on German Empire. In World War Two, Denmark and Sweden again consider themselves neutral, but Denmark is unlucky. It's actually, actually, lots of the history of the world is actually dependent on geography. So because uh, Denmark and Norway is strategically located like along the North Sea and so and Germany wants to control the North Sea so that you know it can have a launch pad to attack England uh, attack Britain later on so although Denmark uh, declared neutrality Germany decided, decided to invade Denmark anyway and along with Norway uh, it's actually quite interesting uh, Britain tried to occupy Norway first before the Germans, but then obviously the British fell, and Germans occupied the whole country of Norway. So Sweden is bad actually. Sweden uh is left alone. Um, when Sweden, you know, he saw that <laughs> Sweden, Sweden saw his friends like oh Denmark, Norway, and Poland is occupied by Germany. Sweden is nervous, understandably. So. The only thing Sweden can do is actually to be a hypocrite. It's a harsh, harsh word, but that's how I would put it. So, Swedish become friendly with both the Allies and Axis power. So the Swed Swedish people, no sorry, the basically Sweden provided iron ores for Germany, whilst allowing uh, German troops to pass through to invade, you know, Russia and Norway. On the other side, Sweden also provided uh, intelligence, military intelligence to the Allies, to the Brits especially. And then Sweden also allowed the Brits and the Americans to use Swedish air bases to attack Germany in later part of the war. So this is actually a pro-Gramer move, I would say, because by helping both sides, Sweden avoided the fate of being occupied. So during the Cold War, uh, Denmark joined NATO, but Sweden stayed neutral. Sweden did not join NATO or Warsaw Pact, obviously. But then, in secret, in behind the scenes, Sweden is actually is quite friendly to NATO because you know the USSR, the Soviet Union, is actually quite scary. So Sweden was hoping to be friendly to NATO so that in case the Russians attack, NATO would come to its rescue. So Denmark and Sweden eventually joined the European Union. It was called the European Economic Community before the European Union. I call it Common Union. But they did not uh, adopt their currency, the euro's currency. They still have their own currency. Uh, Denmark and Sweden still have their own currency. It's called Krona or Krona, one of them. Anyway. And here we are today. Uh, so that's basically the summary of... Uh, of the rivalry, rivalry, rivalry between Denmark and Sweden. So today, these two countries are excelling in all sorts of matters. So they excel in science and technology. So yeah, should see Spotify, Minecraft, Ericsson, Nova Enzymes, etc. All these you know high tech company and brands are actually from these two countries, Denmark and Sweden. And Denmark and Sweden also have a high quality education. Actually, free free. Tertiary education, 
for its citizens and European citizens, of which <laughs> the Americans and English people are quite jealous, I would say. And then the manufacturing industry in Denmark is quite strong. So Denmark has Marsk and Lego, for example, while Sweden has you know, Volvo, Scania, Ikea. And they are, they are ranked quite high in, you know, happiness index. <laughs> and they have good quality of life. So today, the rivalry between uh, Denmark and Sweden are mostly uh, manifested in football matches. So some of the famous football, football footballers from Denmark includes, uh, is it called Christian Eric? Oh, shit, what's his name? <laughs> it's the, the guy from Tottenham. And then Lord Bethner, the... <laughs> the guy from Arsenal who used to play for Arsenal but he can become a meme joke it's quite funny and Sweden obviously you have Zlatan so anyway so these two countries other than football they also you know try to make fun of each other so for instance uh, the Swedish people think the Danish people like are like the Latin Latinos Latinas of the Scandinavia they're quite loud very laid back but then the Danish people think the Swedish people are too uptight and too serious, like the Prussians. And then, uh, the Danish people think that uh, Swedish people are easily offended, whilst the Swedish people think the Danish people are <laughs> politically incorrect. <laughs> the funny thing about refugees is that uh, Denmark is quite blunt, saying that, them, saying that it doesn't like refugees, so it sent all the refugees to Sweden instead. <laughs> and Sweden being the guy who's like, okay, uh, I, I need to be correct in my political opinion. So Sweden is very welcoming to refugees. So uh, this kind of debate is, uh, is quite common across the world, especially in Europe, ever since the migrant crisis started. Anyway, Denmark thinks it has the best sausage and beer, Carlsberg uh, and Torbuk, uh, actually from Denmark. Uh, Denmark also think that Copenhagen is one of the best and fun city in the Nordic region. It actually has a point actually, because you know if you compare say Copenhagen and Oslo and Stockholm together, if you want to invest or whatever or you want to have a good time, Copenhagen will likely be your choice. And uh, from the Swedish point of view, uh they think the Danish people are actually a hybrid cross between um the Vikings and the Dutch people. And the Swedish people think that the Danish people, people speak with uh, stuffed potato in their mouth. <laughs> Fun fact, I, I, when I was researching for this topic, uh, I looked into Reddit and Quora. Like, how do Denmark and Swedish people view each other? And one of the main thing that comes out is that Swedish people think that Danish people's pronunciation of words is very weird. It's like a, having a stuff put it in their mouth. I found this statement quite funny. So, uh, Danish people love driving uh, German cars because, you know, German is right below them. While Swedish people love driving their own cars, Volvo and Saab, I think. But nowadays, mostly Volvo. <laughs> Fun fact, I also, when I was researching for this topic, there are some commentaries that uh, in Sweden, if you drive a German car, they'll look down on you. <laughs> That's that Swedish people are so nationalistic that you know what? They want to support their own cars, own own national brands. Uh which is, you know, fair enough. Uh Bobo is quite a good car actually, so there you go. 
And also Denmark and Sweden, they have they like to relax, but with their own way. So who so HYGGE, I think it's pronounced as Hugo or something. So that's Danish word for coziness. So Denmark loves to chill and relax. Whereas in Sweden, you have a coffee time, it's called Feka, F-I-K-A. It's basically coffee time. You're just chilling, doing nothing, doing nothing. So Sweden, um, they admire Denmark for the amazing actors. So while wow, the some of the famous actors include, uh, you know, Hannibal, uh, is it Jamie Lannister? Yeah, the actor. Yeah, and then the guy from Lord of the Rings, is it Aragorn. Yeah, all these famous characters are actually played by Danish actors. Oh, yeah. also the Bond villain, 07, back in Casino Royale, 2006. Yeah, Matt Mikkelsen. Yeah, fantastic actor. And then Denmark is uh, Denmark admires Sweden for its uh, high 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 tech technology, so Spotify, you know, uh, car manufacturing, etc. But then both Sweden and Denmark they like to make fun of Norway because they see Norway as a little brother, but who got famous lately because of oil. He's too rich for his own good and doing nothing but to watch slow TV. So what you know what's through TV? So it's basically you know the TV cha- TV channel TV which shows the whole journey of a train like all seven hours of them, from the train journey from Oslo to Bergen is a famous one. <laughs> I mean like who who in the world can't watch this kind of TV? But hey, Norwegians love to watching that. So you know, different cultures, different countries have different you know, preference and hobbies. And during the Eurovision, um, the Nordic countries generally voted for each other. So Denmark voted for Sweden, and Sweden voted for Denmark, etc. It's called love. And Denmark and Sweden, they supported Finland for its heavy metal. Actually, if you look, if you look into, let me just drink some water. If you go into some Eurovision YouTube clips, video clips, you oh, you can actually see that, uh. <clears throat> Finland has one of the most crazy uh, costumes, heavy metal costumes for Eurovision. It's, the whole thing about Eurovision is that it's actually quite fun to watch because there are lots of uh, trolls. They purposely do not want to win, so they wear fancy costumes and weird songs and just not to win Eurovision because the winner of Eurovision has to host the next edition of the competition, which is, you know, lots of financial burden. But, um, yeah, so lots of trolls come out, and yeah, it's, it's, this gimmick is actually an attract, attractive element of the whole competition, Eurovision themselves. Anyway, so when you visit, uh, if you are able to visit Denmark and Sweden, just don't assume that these two countries' people are the same. <laughs> it's like saying Japanese people and Korean people are the same. No, it's very offensive. So when you go to Denmark and Sweden, just don't assume they are the same people. So they literally, so Denmark and Sweden literally fought each other for thousands of years, you know. Uh, yeah, both countries have uh, their own unique uh, history, their own unique achievement, their own unique um, empires, their own unique monarch, their own unique food, culture, etc, etc. So although they are both similar on the outside, they are actually quite special. They have their own specialty. It's just fun to, you know, to take note of. And this rivalry will probably continue until the end of days. <laughs> Unless, you know, they disappear from this world. 
And yeah, so this is why Denmark and Sweden love hate each other. Funny thing about the Nordic country is that Estonia is still not considered as Nordic, although Finland is part of the Nordic community. Someday Estonia might achieve that, but you know, when the day comes, I'll be surprised. But you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. You know, Estonia. Anyway, that's about it for this episode of uh, my podcast, my low quality and crappy podcast, so that I can just talk about some random stuff about things I've been researching for my YouTube videos. It's not about research, it's just Google search really. But anyway, um So yeah, if you enjoyed this, uh, just follow this podcast if you're listening. If you're not then <laughs> not interested, just you know put this slide or whatever. Just say, Oh country boss explain, you're so dumb. It's okay, yeah. Uh yeah, so thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Just bye.